well, you know, um, it's a lot of heaviness in the world today. Uh, you know, as we are wherever we are in the world listening to this podcast, it's no way that our hearts and our minds and our bodies uh, could not be aware that uh, there's something big going on in the world today. And so, you know, today's podcast is going to be a little bit different. We're going to be talking to one of our colleagues from Ukraine um, and just how do we as EFT therapists, we know we, we know what it means to sit in the room with people in emotional and relational distress. But how do we sit with people in the midst of acute trauma and crisis and grief? So today we're going to have a special guest that's going to help us talk about that today. Welcome to the Leading Edge in Emotionally Focused Therapy with your hosts, Dr. James Hawkins and Dr. Ryan Reyna. EFT is a dynamic model that humbles even the most seasoned therapists. Together, we want to come alongside you as you continually push the leading edge of your understanding and application of this wonderful model developed by Dr. Sue Johnson. Yeah, you know, today's podcast episode is going to have a, a little different feel. You know, we usually always have a very clear clinical focus, and there is still somewhat of a focus today. It is really about how do we as EFT therapists, not only when we sit in rooms with people, but how do we show up in moments of crisis uh, going on in the world around us with people who are experiencing very acute trauma? Um, that's one part. But today we also get to be a witness. As an EFT therapist, we're often a witness to people's pain, trauma stories, uh, just a lot of just relational pain. And so today we get to be a witness with our colleague, Elena uh, Richards, who is a clinical psychologist in the Ukraine. And she is currently sitting in the Ukraine right now. I mean, what an honor that at a time when danger is miles away, she's here advocating for her her, her, her nation, her people, um, and to help us be better therapists and to know how we can be a part of helping them. We also have EFT trainer Zoya, Zoya Samohotskaya with us today. Uh, Y'all gotta be proud of me. I'm, 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 I'm brought my cultural awareness here. Uh, Zoya is an EFT trainer and therapist in the, in the New York Center for EFT where she's the executive director. Thank you to colleagues for being here today. My heart is truly touched and um, honored to share this space with you today. Oh, hello, James. Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you for inviting me to your uh, podcast and for witnessing everything that is happening currently in Ukraine. Yeah, Lena. So, Lena, I'm really just want to give you space today. Um, just kind of one, just help us understand just kind of where you are, even as you sit here, right here with us right now, kind of where are you at and just kind of, you know, what is it that we need to witness and learn and kind of what does that work look like right now with you working with refugees during this time? Oh, uh, I have to say that first of all, uh, uh, I'm not only a professional, mm. I'm a human being affected by this war. And I think uh, that's the thing I share with my whole nation. And um, I just want to tell you that uh, a month ago, it was, uh, it appeared out of the blue and it changed dramatically our whole lives. 
and I had to flee from Kiev, from my hometown, uh, together uh, with my uh, small kid and together with the child that I carry beneath my heart, and to separate from my husband, who stayed in Kiev, and he is now doing his best to defend our people there. Mm. And you know, it's a drama of of the life torn apart and uh, connections connections between people uh, that torn apart and we do our best to to keep in touch with each other to support each other not only me and my family but the whole ukraine mm-hmm. and i think that's where eft therapy is the most useful because we uh, me and zoya are as eft therapists here and i think we can benefit our community can benefit from from everything that EFT accumulated mm-hmm. up to now. Wow. And it's yeah, and James, it's it's really hard for us as therapists to uh, to be affected by this shared trauma and to sit at our therapeutic uh, therapeutic chairs firmly and that's why i think uh we need a lot of support now from the world community Mm. thank you what you said that really struck my heart is even like so there is the physical imminent threat but then also during this time there is the um, the relational separation which probably just registers like just like another just kind of wave of pain during this time Uh, yeah thank you yeah. Around around forty four percent of Ukrainians uh, had to leave their homes in the last month, according to statistics. Whoa! So not only are y'all going to be dealing with just once again, just like I said, the very obvious trauma, but then there is this family separation component that's really weighing on everyone and and fleeing. So right now, as you said, I know you're kind of really trying to work to help therapists who are working with refugees. And you, I don't know, once again, thank you, because like you said, it's not only you're a professional, but you're a person. So I am kind of pulling on both sides of your heart at the same time today. Uh, you know, how do therapists, you know, if you're speaking to those therapists that maybe are in Germany, Poland, you know, in so many places in that area, how, what are some things that you would say as an EFT therapist in how to help work with these, uh, the refugees that are fleeing right now? Oh, that's an interesting question uh, because uh, none of us can answer this question accurately because we face unprecedented, unprecedented events now. I think the whole world haven't experienced such a war since very, very long time. And we actually are a little bit lost. What, what, what should we do for a psychological aid or some specific trauma intervention or just stay with people and give them enough space and to validate, normalize their usual stress reactions? I think um, the help now should be uh, really nuanced and tailored to, to, to the specific needs of the population. Because, for example, some refugees uh, might need just uh, to, to, to meet their basic, basic needs. For example, they, they left their house in panic, they left everything there, and ju- they just need to feel physically safe, you know. 
Uh, I have um, one of my dear colleagues in Germany. She's from schema therapy com community, Nelly Rice, Dr. Nelly Rice. She's widely known in, in the U.S. chemotherapy community, I guess. And she just invited Ukrainian refugee family to her home. And she she's emailing me now and she's telling me, no, I'm so happy because after one week and a half, they stayed at my home. They finally went out to the garden and their children started playing football. And I think that's uh, the best support they could get there in Germany. And my colleague Nelly, Nelly uh, she didn't even have to support them somehow therapeutically. She just created that safe place for them. But in other cases, of course, uh, people were exposed to some atrocities. And we know that the massive atrocities uh, have started in some eastern parts of Ukraine. Uh, children witnessed how their parents were shot by Russian soldiers. Uh, young girls were raped. And of course, those people, when they are moving to, to the western part of Ukraine or to to, to, to other European countries, they need some specific help. And um, I'm not sure that some, I, I'm, I'm not a, a brilliant, I do not have brilliant expertise in trauma therapy, though I do standard trauma work. But now in these circumstances, we never know what kind of intervention would be the best, some specific trauma intervention or just uh, general care and, and witnessing and, and just normalizing, validating and giving space to, to the natural recovery. So I think it's, uh, it should be in, on, on the individual basis, really. I thought that was a brilliant answer, actually. I, mean, I agree. Zoe, I don't know if you have anything. I agree. Point. This is, I think you're talking about attunement, yes. right? Attunement to each person, each family. What is it that they need at this moment, which is what EFT kind of the, the, the foundation of EFT, right? Paying attention to, to where someone else, someone is. If all they need is just, you know, some basic needs, that's what we provide. If they need to tell their story, we'll listen. If they say, I'm, I'm overwhelmed, I can't sleep, what do I do? We strategize, we sort of offer them our prefrontal cortex, right? We're, we're trying, okay, how about this, you know, maybe some grounding or things that bring them calmness and joy to this person, right? We have a ton of tools that are available, but what might work for this person? Um, or like Elena said, you know, the validation and holding and looking at their resourcefulness, right, that they have, the strength that they have, like Elena right here, I'm just amazed, right, what you're going through and you're showing up here, not just for you, but for all the therapists, right, this is your strength, that's remarkable. So each of the people that might walk into someone's office or show up somewhere, they have the strength, right, and 
let's look look for that and and kind of um, remind them because sometimes people forget or we can you know talk about something completely different and distract them and um, laugh together about something sense of humor can be an amazing amazing thing in that moment but other people will need more more support and finding meaning and grieving and like you know dealing with their their strategies which is kind of now getting more complex but i think at first let's let's tune in like elena was saying especially when you think about acute trauma they probably their brains aren't able to stop and kind of really put like this completely coherent way their body is stuck in kind of protective mode and so i why i say your answer is brilliant you know while in eft there is so many ways we, we have these interventions we have steps we have stages we have the map we have the tango but don't forget what's at the core of it which is learning how to be pr uh, present with people in their experience to help attune with and organize to give the body permission to run through the cycles of all of the things, the limbic, the, the limbic triggers, those, the limbic responses, the ways the brain is trying to make sense out of it and the protective moves. And so, you know, I think good EFT, sometimes it feels like a massage, not on your back or from the outside, but it's a massage from the inside as a therapist just sits with you and not, and they sit with you, not to just ask you and get things from you, but they sit, it's like almost the picture I have with my clients is, and, and forgive me if I go to, but it's almost as though, let me come sit alongside you and walk through that journey as much where you need me to be. And just, and if it is, how are you doing right now? What do you even notice kind of happening in your body? What are the image and thoughts that go through your head? You know, having been in the military myself, it's what are the sounds you hear? What are the things you smell? Because the body is carrying all of this down, deep down in its DNA. And I think the basic part, you said being a helper is in a way not super complicated. It's allowing people to let them know that you're there and you're available to, as Zoya just kind of said, to lend your limbic system to them, to help do that emotional load sharing with them in very clear and explicit ways. But I like what you said also, Elena, it's not that we always have to talk about it. It's we can do the range of things. You know what? You need that time out of it. We can go to the garden. That's okay. What I've seen with some people, they might be in the garden laughing. And then it turns to tears. They might be, the kids might be out playing football, but then next thing you know, their body has a traumatic response when they hear a loud clang. And it's just constantly attuning and giving them permission to say, let's stop. And what did your body experience? And as that came up in your, as that panic came up in your chest, if that panic could speak, what is that panic trying to tell you right here, right now? What's the memory that comes up with that panic? And almost that, and how can I be with you right here, right now in that? I don't know. That's just kind of what comes up for me. Why your answer, like to be just attuned is so simplistic, but it is the power of it right now. I don't know. That's what kind of hits mm -hmm. me. I don't know how that lands for you um, as a professional, but out personally too, as well. Sure. That's the first step. And then uh, maybe uh, after some time, you, you might reveal that some other specific interventions are needed, that's right. but you will find it as the next step the first step always is attunement to the specific individual human being situation 
Wow. Not just neurological situation, not just limbic, the state of the limbic system, yeah. just human being situation. Because while you were speaking, uh, James, I thought, uh, I remember it's you. One of the last courses which you gave us on emotionally focused individual therapy. And she was, uh, and, she, and she told us that EFT is an existential therapy about existential situation that we all fa- find ourselves as human beings in. And I think the the situation that we are now, we, we Ukrainians are now in, is really existential because it's multi-layered. Of course, some biological, emotional state is one layer, but we have other layers of experience that we are going through. For example, some ethical issues that we now have to face uh, as therapists, for example, because uh, Ukrainians are in a vulnerable situation. Their boundaries, but not only f- uh, psychological, but physical boundaries were seriously, tremendously violated. And we have to take some ethical stance towards that, to recognize those violated boundaries and to recognize that uh, people were violently attacked and some uh, this truth should be witnessed mm-hmm. by the whole world because it's the part of our existential situation. Uh-huh. And I, th- I think uh, many, uh, for example, my colleagues are uh, really sensitive to those issues. And that's always the first step when we collaborate with, with our colleagues all around the world. It's the first step. We check <laughs> because we, we, we share the same situation as all Ukrainians. We check uh, if people really know what is happening with us, if they witness, if they really care, if they show active compassion. And, and, and that's really about uh, not, a, not only about our safety, because when you want to feel safe, you always check if uh, the other person is recognizing your the, your reality and your boundaries and who violated them and so on and so forth and what's your experience at the moment. Uh, uh, it's not the, uh, as, as I said before, it's not only the, the issue of safety, it's also the issue of, of, of dignity to some extent. Uh, issue of some basic humanistic existential values where the other person takes a position of witness of of somebody who who uh, feels really compassionate about your situation and i think it 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 has to be taken into account when you work with ukrainian uh, affected population as well as with ukrainian therapists Thank you. <laughs> that was everything you just said. There was a lot of nuggets in what you just said, but the line that hit me was really taking, um, taking the position of witness to the human experience, taking the position of witness to the full human experience, 
uh, is a great posture for all of us to take. And even I may talk about attachment, the, some, so many lines you said in that also, like it's almost in the person like uh, on the receiving end of this care. Can we send them signals that we are, this is what you know, Sue is big for saying, that we're A-R-E. Are we accessible, responsive, and emotionally engaged? And what made that come up is when you said, um, it's almost like you do need to check. Do you recognize our reality? Right. Can I right. see in you, can I get a signal from you, a clear signal that says you truly right. empathize with our experience? Because if you don't really, if I can't get a clear signal that you empathize with our experience, there's no way I should open this wound up to let you witness it. Because not only am I already hurting from the experience, but then if I'm already in pain and I open up in your limbic, you're, you're not open to my, my full human experience, then I've got to still guard it. Whew. Right. I hope I'm taking mm -hmm. you in rightly here. That was that yeah. was huge. And if yeah, it is it is the truth. And I wanna make it even more concrete. Right. So how do we let people know we are with them and safe? It's it can be in the language we use. Mm -hmm. Do we use a passive language, this terrible thing that happened to you? Or do we say you were attacked, this war that, you know, the invasion that happened to your home, right? Your safety, the Russian government took away your sense of safety, right? Do we use the concrete language versus something vague and abstract? I think people will, will sense it. Right, they will sense the. Um, your, they will smell it. They so will yeah. smell it. They will sense it. They will smell through the, through the Zoom. They will smell it if you're working with them on Zoom. Um, so you have to be really clear and sometimes brave to to do that, to say that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's the first thing that came to mind as Elena was talking. How do how do we do that? How do we give someone a sense of safety or share our personal feelings? That's another way. I mean, you have to be, of course, attuned, but this is where you come in and then you say, you know, I'm also enraged or I am feeling sometimes when I watch the images of, you know, children who are killed or women or civilians and destroyed, I'm overwhelmed by sort of the, the, the sadness, the rage, whatever it is. So joining them in a more, if you're feeling it, please, please be genuine about it. It has to be real. So when you join them in, in their experience and you name the truth, that does tell them you, you're safe. Yeah, I wish I wish you I know this is a podcast. I wish you could have just watched the nonverbals here <laughs> as I'm talking to my colleagues as Zoya leaned into that and fully gave expression just to watch even Olena's body as as Zoya said, I am outraged. Your freedom was taken. You've been attacked. You've been terrorized. It's like you could even feel it in, in that Zoya. I think this is a big part. You know, this is a part I think that makes EFT a little bit hard for some. I'll say this is a risky statement to say. In EFT, we do not stay uh, distant from our, our clients' pain and suffering. 
an EFT to truly, I think, to be a good EFT therapist, you have to allow your client's experience to wash over you, to feel it, to let it uh, come alive in you, and then you reflect it back outwardly how you feel their experience with them. Um, and as Elena just kind of said to us, and then Zoya highlighted even right there, do you truly witness it? Do you truly witness it? Do you truly get it? And can you, we do need to send out a signal. Yes, yes, Elena. I can see the heaviness in your heart. I can hear it in your voice. And this atrocity, this blatant just attack on humanity that is terrorizing people. But it's not even just terror, like it is terrorizing you. But we all should witness it. The world should not look away from this. We should not turn our eyes away from this and think like because we're distant, it doesn't affect us. We should be touched by it. And then that should move us to do something, right. to get really practical, right? So thank you for it. I think there was a lot of nuggets in there for our listeners to learn from, um, even if they're not directly helping refugees at this moment. I think what you've said to us should just make us better human beings and better, better clinicians. Right. But I do want to make space for the practical part. Go ahead, Zoya. Well, I want to I wanna to add a nuance okay. because EFT is about attunement. That's right. We also want to be attuned to, as we were saying, to a particular person. And there might be clients that come in that are Ukrainian and they're refugees, and they also have connections to Russia. Mm. And they may have mixed experiences that they will come in. We want to make room for all of it. Because I, I, sometimes I, I worry that, you know, people might hide certain feelings from, from us, right? So we want to welcome all of it. We'll welcome the rage, the shame, the helplessness, the, all of it. That's one thing we can do. Um, and, and hold it gently, whatever it is, in that moment. Because as we know, feelings do change. But to acknowledge that they may, you know, I've heard stories of, you know, family members being, you know, on different sides, so to speak, right? And, uh, you know, a therapist not being able to talk to her mother who is, you know, on the other side and, and does not believe in her reality. How do we, that, that's, that's a lot, right? So let's, you know, show ourselves and make room for whatever is there mm. with our clients. I like that. I like that breakdown you even just gave there, Zoya. Show ourselves, welcome the full experience and hold it. Yeah. Hold it with them. Just trying, I like this. That's, that's a good, clear way show ourselves that's the first part we have, we do need to bring ourselves into it to even show that we can be a safe trusted figure show it invite the whole experience that's the human experience as elena just said to us and then that's where we then we hold it with them thank you and and check in right check in how how is it landing what we're saying right we don't we, we don't always know that's the um collaboration right how how are how is it lending for that person in that moment right because they might say you know what i don't want to hear about your feelings right now and you you say thank you thank you for letting me know i'm gonna get quiet for for a bit here 
<laughs> that's good. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I do want to make space for the practical part because I know like you two have been working tirelessly to while this, we do need this emotional support and some of the clinical services. And so, you know, I know there are efforts going on to help, you know, support uh, Ukrainian therapists in this, in being able to provide some trauma response. I think there are people in Germany asking for help in Poland, different places. But I do want to take a moment to get really practical to how our users can be involved um, to help out. So what are some of the practical ways that if someone's listening to this right now, they can, like Elena said, maybe it might be they, they need some, they need blankets, they need pillows, how, you know, whatever that might be. How can we be involved in helping that way? Um, I think, uh, James, you know, I have some personal interest uh, in that uh, because uh, I know um, Ukrainian therapeutic community, people from different modalities. I'm involved in a few communities and I know that all of our therapists uh, are working now uh, really 24-7. And there, there is a lot of skillful, really skillful and devoted therapists in Ukraine. And I think they are in close touch with, uh, with the affected population. And in my opinion, uh, if tears from, from the U.S., from Canada, from the North American, from all over the world, uh, they can, first of all, help uh, the Ukrainian helpers because our brains are on fire and so we uh, we struggle much with with this whole uh, new bunch of experiences so to speak and uh, sometimes uh, we need uh, supervision or professional support uh, from our colleagues who are in a safer place and who are more emotionally regulated. And, you know, uh, such groups uh, of uh, support for therapists or supervision groups are of great need and they're quite popular now in Ukraine. That's the first thing. Mm. Then I think um, we will have to deal after some time with uh, with uh, reconciliation of Ukrainian couples, Ukrainian families, and we will need to do a lot of couples work, family work uh, with traumatized population. And I think uh, uh, the international community might be helpful in developing or adapting already existing uh, programs to use it on Ukrainian ground. The, 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 uh, I know many programs uh, from uh, CBT-based programs, and we are currently using them because CBT is quite uh, uh, developed in Ukraine. But I also know that EFT programs could be uh, used as well. For example, uh, uh, before this massive war, of course, the war has started in Ukraine more than seven years ago. But it was local after the annexion, after Crimea was annexed in 2014. And after uh terrorists uh, took control over some regions of the eastern ukraine they were supported by russia but we have combatants there and affected population there since 2014 
and we uh, had already experience of working with them. And we utilized Sue Johnson and Catherine Catherine Ream. They developed a beautiful program, Strong Bonds, Strong Couples, uh, for the U.S. and for Canadian veterans. And they uh, were spreading this program for more than 10 years. And they generously uh, gave this program as a gift for us. And we adapted it to Ukrainian. And before uh, this uh, new wave of of the war, we have already uh, run this program with Ukrainian veterans and their spouses. And it it was really effective. And I think we can... uh, develop even more this program with the help of international EFTs. And I think we can develop some tools also for the whole Ukrainian families. I know that uh, American EFTs worked extensively after 9-11 with affected families in New York. And I think we can create some programs and to uh, give them a start in Ukraine, uh, when situation becomes more peaceful, and I know it would this this work of reconciliation, uh, rebuilding our country and our families, will last for for years, and it's a marathon, it's a long run, and we will need your support, of course. Thank you for and and oh James, sorry for interrupting you. you are the last you but ahead. not the least, the lot but but the last but not the least. Uh, some of us uh, has financial support now, but some of us uh, fully dedicated themselves uh, to the volunteer work. And of course, we would like to support our colleagues who are volunteering. We would like to financially support people who translate and develop some tools for for our therapists. And that's why uh, we started fundraising. And we will give you the link. Zoe has all the information. Right. Well, first of all, I, I, Elena is uh, not taking enough credit. She was the person who reached out for to get the strong bonds, strong couples and translated. So she is the reason that program exists in Ukraine. Um, so she, she's a, an amazing therapist and very passionate about uh, helping veterans and their families. Um, and she's part of the Ukrainian EFT Association board, I believe, and has been very creative um, in in all their in all their endeavors. So I want to give her big kudos. Yeah, I mean, what because, a great, because what a great she won't, map. so I have to. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And I mean, what a great map you just laid out here: support groups, that professional support. There's looking forward to the future for the reconciliation work. So that's where we do need to get some people helping to help, you know, translate strong bonds that you might have already completed. But there's still more work to do to translate materials. Uh, But how can we help support? Like, what's the maybe a link people can go to to help support some of these Ukrainian therapists who are providing these services? Right. So um, the Ukrainian AFT Association and the, um, has set up a, a fund and the, the, we're, they're developing a program that um, 
will financially support therapists, Ukrainian therapists, EFT therapists who are doing pro bono work with refugees and people on on the ground. Um, and there are two ways to contribute. One is we will put in in whatever James will take care of that in the in the podcast notes. There will be a link um, through this online money transfer. You can use your credit card and just donate directly to the fund, to the bank account of the Ukrainian AFT Association. Or if you have trouble with the language, etc., I've set up um, a GoFundMe fundraiser page through my American account and you can donate there and all the money will get, then I will transfer it to the Ukrainian AFT Association account. So there are two, in terms of financial support, that's two major way. We're also, we'll be sending out soon through probably EFT listserv or other means, uh, um, Google Doc or something like that, that will ask, it will be a survey if you want to contribute supervising, if you speak different languages, um, whether it's supervision or training or running support groups for Ukrainian therapists. Uh, we will collect that data and begin to organize and it's already happening. So um, we'll, we will be setting up support group for Ukrainian therapists who work, who are it like Olena is, are in it. Right. So they need someone like me or other therapists outside to be with them, to support them, to listen, to hold them. Cause I'm not in it. Yes. I'm, I'm affected. I'm myself from Kiev. I immigrated as you know, when I was 22 and taught to see the city and the destruction as it touches me, but I'm not in it. So I can hold and we can hold them. And I am absolutely hundred percent sure that they will continue being creative and creating hold me type kinds of groups for couples, for families with music and dance and other things that will help with the healing and reconciliation based on EFT principles. I'm, I'm, I'm very confident that they will not just take what exists, but they will add to it and innovate it. And then we will learn from it because they're incredibly resourceful and gifted um, people. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Zora. And may we share um, Ukrainian EFT Association email address with uh, James or James's audience, because maybe somebody has the urgent need to contribute with supervision or any other kind of support. Mm -hmm. Yes. May we do that? Absolutely. We'll put it. He will put it in the in the notes as well. Yeah. Please, if you're listening, I know a lot of you listen as you drive, as you do different activities. If you want to be a part, please go open the app where you listen to us and go check the show notes, and you'll be able to find all of these links to go find ways that you can be of help. So there's financial help. There's also just what we do as therapists, that emotional support help in lending your clinical expertise in trauma and EFT to help uh, walk with our fellow colleagues, and not even just colleagues, as Elena is really is our fellow human beings in this experience. And then I want to let you have the last word here, just, you know, as we get ready to close out, you know, what would your last words be with us today? Oh, just 
Thank you for inviting me here. Thank you for staying with me uh, for the last uh, half an hour, I guess, mm -hmm. because I took some space to connect to you and you gave me witnessing, you gave me support. And I think uh, you have just demonstrated you and Zoya how if tears all around the world can be with us and can hold us. Thank you, Elena. And thank you for the gift you're giving us in the midst of this horrible experience for you, though. You're teaching us, you're using your pain to teach us to be human beings. And thank you for that. That's a gift um, to be able to walk with you in, in the community in this. It really has touched me um, in many ways. It's a gift. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Zoya, for connecting us. Um, once again, you all, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you've benefited from it as well, that it can help you in other ways as you work with other human beings going through crises, learning how to attune to them, to invite their experience, all of it, and then how to hold it, and then still check back in to make sure that you're in the right place with them and giving them the help that they really need. Um, and that's what we really need at a basic human level during times of crisis, is the people to meet us right there and do that emotional load sharing that we talk about in EFT. Thank you all so much and really, really appreciate your time. Thank you for listening. We hope this experience helps you push the leading edge in your work to help people connect with themselves and with each other. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review. You can contact us at pushtheleadingedge at gmail.com and you can follow us on our Facebook page at Push the Leading Edge. You can follow Ryan on Facebook at Ryan Reyna Professional Training and on his website, ryanreynatraining.com. You can follow James on Facebook and Instagram at DocHawkLPC. You can also check out his website, DocHawkLPC.com. Thank you.